So let's crack the code of the dating men in 2024. Let's be honest, it can almost feel like you're trying to solve some Rubik's Cube blindfolded. So here's the scoop. Dating isn't just a walk in the park, especially not anymore. It's more like navigating a minefield in stilettos that are a size too small on you as a woman these days. But when it comes to dating men, here's the one thing you need to understand. Men are not rushing to grow up. A man will enjoy and entertain the single life with no rush to settle down. You can guilt him all you want about how he's too old to be playing the field, how he's going to be the last one of his friends still in the club scene, and watch how he doesn't give a fuck. All men believe and trust in one thing. That one day, his game changer, his dream girl, will eventually come, and that will be the day they will change their ways and settle down. So, until that day comes, where he meets his game changer, a man will continue to enjoy the ride with placeholders and nice girls, girls like you. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, everyone. I'm Viola Benson, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your host, like I said, and your big sister, Violetta. And today we are going to cover why men love bitches and how you can become one. And what does that even mean? And are you a nice girl? And how can you stop being a nice girl? We're going to cover that, okay? Today we're going to briefly dive into what separates a nice girl versus his dream girl, how to really just become one and be a little less of what you currently are, which is the nice girl, if you're listening to today's episode. Of course, if you're looking for a deeper dive with more actual advice outside of the book, more tips, more advice and research from other books that I've read, and kind of next steps like homework of what you can do to really change who you are and become that dream girl and everything in your life, then I do recommend you subscribe to my premium podcast, my premium subscription. And in that premium podcast, I will be giving you a dating university. And in that dating university from 12 months, you will go from learning how to become a dream girl and being a prize to the Relationship University, all the way down to Wifey University, among other episodes like Zodiac Sign episodes and Pick a Card episodes and extra episodes with guests. But it all launches and starts this Saturday. I think I will be able to share a link in the bio with you guys for you being able to subscribe ahead of time And the first episode will drop this Saturday and it'll be a pick a card episode. But the dating advice and all that will be next week or the following week. Anyway, guys, definitely subscribe so you don't miss my dating episodes. So what is a nice girl? Well, everyone has known a nice girl, right? A nice girl typically embodies traits of what she believes are kindness, compassion, but it normally turns into a tendency to prioritize others' needs over her own in the hopes that she will somehow be awarded some trophy on a job well done for sacrificing herself or finally she'll be loved in return. A nice girl is the woman who overcompensates. 
She gives everything to a man she barely knows without him having to invest much in the relationship, but she's not paying attention. She's the woman who gives blindly because she wants so much for her attention to be reciprocated. She's the woman who goes along with what she thinks her man will like or want because she wants to keep the relationship at all cost. Every woman, unfortunately, at some point has been there. All of us. But we're going to learn how not to be that, okay? So you, a nice girl, you think that you are just going the extra mile. You're a nice girl. You're just tired of playing games. You're a nice girl. You're just so nurturing. You're a nice girl. You're giving 100% because you just want to make it work. You're a nice girl. You're delusional. And you say things like, he should just accept me for who I am. (laughs) Accept you? (laughs) Girly, slap yourself, okay? He should want you badly. Acceptance has nothing to do with dating or this. He accepts a doormat, but he desires a dream girl, the bitch. So if you want acceptance, go to a self-help group, not a man, okay? Here's the thing. When you give your all too fast, especially in the beginning to a man you barely know, it comes off as you chasing him, whether or not you were even trying to do that. And one thing about all human beings is this. Anything a person chases in life runs away, especially when it comes to dealing with a man. With one exception, though, if you chase him in a black nighty, first he will have sex with you and then he'll run. Okay, so now what is a bitch? Here's the thing in the book about being a bitch. A bitch does not refer to someone who is mean or disrespectful. A bitch represents a confident, independent woman who knows her worth. She sets boundaries. She doesn't compromise her values for anyone. This woman excuses self-respect, assertiveness, and she isn't afraid to prioritize her own needs while maintaining respect for others. She's a good communicator. She's not cruel, but she knows when to stand her ground and she does not shy away from speaking her mind or setting boundaries. So as a result, she usually gets what she wants or she removes anything from her life that does not fit her standards faster. So why do men prefer bitches? Let's dive in and crack the code. The difficult part is not getting a man's interest. The trick is knowing how to sustain it. Women need to understand that men love the thrill of the chase, that cat and mouse game that women find so annoying. (laughs) That's actually what drives men to date. For a woman, the objective is obviously often a committed relationship, also known as a destination. For a man, on the other hand, the road trip is on the way to the destination. And that's actually what's the most fun for them. So the bitch, she understands that when a man really wants something, he's going to go after it, like everything else he's done in his life. And going after it is what is going to make it even more worthwhile. And she also knows that if he doesn't succeed right away, he's going to crave it even more. She knows that it's going to capture his interest. It's going to excite his imagination. Now, a woman who's too nice, 
throws cold water on this whole process. She rushes into things. She gives her all, which is why a man then will end up being getting bored with her so fast because he hasn't even really invested much of himself. It's just not fun. Sex appeal is 50% what you got and 50% what people think you got. So when you act like a prize, you turn him into a believer. The objective while you're dating, by the way, is not to be mean. It's to give him the thrill of the chase by taking it slowly and allowing your man to be a man. A lot of nice women think that the men that they dated in the past tricked them somehow into pretending to be someone they're not because they're not paying attention to the signs in the beginning, all the red flags of how much the man is not actually invested in the relationship. So in the beginning, pay close attention and take notes of the following. If your man is unwilling to lift a finger during the courtship stages, the beginning stages of the relationship, he's showing you right up front that he has nothing to offer you in the future. This behavior, I promise you, has nothing to do with your worth, but instead it has everything to do with what he has to offer. When a nice girl overcompensates, her behavior says, what I have to offer is not enough. I'm going to try more. Who I am is not enough, but the bitch, on the other hand, she gives a very different message. She knows who I am is enough. Take it or leave it, which is how she says boundaries which is how she takes it slow because she knows this man is not going away, especially if he likes her. Men often admit that you always want what you can't have. So some examples of that is between a nice girl and a bitch is that if a man says he's going to call you around a certain time after he gets home and then the call happens to be four hours later, what's the difference between a nice girl and a bitch? Well, a nice girl is going to yell at him say she was worried. You should have called me earlier. Or where were you? You wasted my time. The bitch, she's not so easily upset. She isn't so easy to read. She may or may not pick up the phone based on her schedule, which will make him miss her. We will make him wonder about her. Another example would be when the guy suddenly decides to be a little withdrawn, pensive. He's not particularly talkative. The nice girl is going to keep asking, what are you thinking about? She's worried he's pulling away. So instead, she's going to start chasing him, which will pull him away even further. The bitch, she's busy in her own thoughts. She's not even paying attention. She does not panic, which will make him come back her way. Kind of like the hair tie example in women are from Venus and men are from Mars. The difference in these situations isn't as much how you treat him as how you treat yourself. The bitch's behavior lets the man know without any words that she will not pull the plug on her life to accommodate him, okay? One thing that a lot of women don't understand when it comes to dating is that sometimes a man will deliberately not call just to see how you're going to respond. The foundation is laid out from day one. From the very beginning, a man will consciously try to figure out what the parameters are of how much he can get away with. This is a fact that most men do this, regardless if you're a bitch, you're a nice girl, you're a grandma, whatever it is. You're Madonna, you're a hoe, you are like his mother. It doesn't matter. All men in the beginning will try to see how far they can go. So it's a fact that most men will first deliberately not call just to see how you're going to respond. When a woman is upset, then she's easy to read. 
and a man can easily gauge how much a woman wants or needs the relationship by simply just pulling away just a little bit. So that's the difference between how a nice girl will act versus the bitch. And the thing is, this will start off really subtly, right? A man will say something like, well, what are you doing right now? He asks when he calls her from his cell phone. The nice girl will say, well, I was going to catch a movie with a girlfriend and listen to the key word, was, past tense. So then he'll say, uh, want to hook up? Want to catch up right now? The nice girl will pause for two seconds. Ah, okay. You know, because the nice girl really wants to see him. She doesn't want to play games. She wants to show him that she's all in. A man will try to get you to be very accessible, especially in the beginning, because it's only natural that he will want to make things more convenient for himself, which is why he will do things like saying, I don't like to plan things ahead. I like to be spontaneous. I just like to figure things out in the moment. I like girls who are just as spontaneous as me. Mm -mm. Once you're in a relationship and he shows you a pattern of being interested over time, yes, then it's okay to be a little spontaneous. But in the beginning, do not make yourself this accessible. If you do, the relationship will always be on his terms and you will just be a placeholder, a side chick, something he calls at 2 a.m. after he lost all other options. This episode is brought to you by No CD. Do you ever have relationship doubts that feel overwhelming and no matter what you try, you can't seem to work through them? Maybe you're constantly asking your partner for reassurance or you are trying to reassure yourself, but this distressing questions about your compatibility, your connection, your attraction to each other just will not go away. Well, did you know that this could be a type of OCD known as relationship OCD or ROCD? You might be thinking, that doesn't sound like OCD. Well, it's a common misconception, but NoCD is here to share the truth about OCD and help people who are struggling. We often accept these behaviors as things that quote unquote just happen to everyone in relationships or we brush them off as overthinking, but we shouldn't. ROCD is serious and it can affect not just your relationship, but your way of life. The good news is that it's also highly treatable. ROCD requires specialized treatment though, because traditional talk therapy often will not work for OCD. And with NoCD, getting that specialized treatment is easier right now than ever. NoCD provides effective, affordable, and convenient virtual OCD therapy that can help you feel more secure in your relationship and can help in other areas in your life as well. With NoCD, you can do live face-to-face -face video sessions with a licensed therapist trained in exposure and response prevention therapy, which is the most effective OCD treatment. NoCD also accepts many major insurance plans to make treatment more affordable, and they also make sure that you're supported between therapy sessions when it matters the most. You will have access to 24-7 therapist messaging, OCD therapy tools, peer communities, and more, all in their NoCD app. So to learn more about therapy with NoCD, go to NoCD.com and schedule a free 15-minute call with their team. That is NoCD.com to learn more and book a free 15-minute call. You never know, it might just save your relationship. You're welcome. There is nothing wrong with you having some self-respect and a few of your own conditions. Here are some conditions that I genuinely believe and in the book they believe that you should have when it comes to dating in the beginning and what sets you apart from being a nice girl versus the bitch. When you start to date and the man is courting you, you should expect that he books in advance. What message are you bringing when you ask him when you expect that is that your time and your attention are valuable. You're a busy, busy girl. 
Condition number two, don't see a man when you first start dating him, when you are running on empty. The message behind that, that he does not come before basic necessities. So if he says he wants to see you at 9 p.m. and you don't want to be out late, that's okay. Those are your boundaries. Tell him that. I prefer we get together earlier. If he can't because he's working late, that's not a big deal. You don't have to make an issue out of it. You guys can just reschedule for a different day. Condition number three, if you're not having fun, it's not good company. If he's being grumpy, something's off, end the date immediately. The message, you have standards of how you expect to be treated because you treat yourself so well. Whether you have terms and conditions indicates whether you have options. Almost immediately, you then present yourself as either a doormat or a dream girl, aka a nice girl or the bitch. Terms and conditions are a novel idea for the woman who is too nice. Don't get me wrong. Unconditional love is a beautiful thing. Just be sure that you give it after your conditions have been met. Here's the thing about men is that even though a guy is turned on by the independent woman he can't have, he will still try to get you to be just like his mama. He'll still want to try to get you to cook for him, to clean for him, to do his laundry. But guess what? That is not your job. You're not his housekeeper. You're a woman he's trying to court and date. Here's the whole thing about the mama ho complex. It's the Madonna whore type of syndrome. A man will feel affectionate towards a woman who is really sweet and nice Kind of like the same affection he has for his mother because she doesn't present herself as a challenge and she's always there, which is why he usually begins to take her for granted. Mm, He'll say things like, she's really nice, but there's just no chemistry there. Constant mothering and showing that you care, going the extra mile will turn a man off. There are many things that women sometimes say that come off too motherly, especially in the beginning, like get some rest. Don't stay out late. Call me when you get in. Eat something before you go out. You will make him feel emasculated. It's no different than telling a two-year-old, after nap time, we'll have a cookie. Do not treat your man like you're his mother. And that's the difference between the hoe and the mother effect. Because the hoe, she can be kind, she can be nice, but she stands her boundaries and she's spontaneous and she's unpredictable because sometimes she doesn't answer her phone and, and she doesn't give a shit if he's staying out late or not. And she doesn't ask him to call her when, she, when he gets in, which is why he wants to call her when he gets in. And I actually want to give you a perfect example of a show that I just watched to kind of show you the difference between the three that I was observing. I was watching a show called Singles Inferno. It's a Korean dating show. And basically, there was a guy that had three options between three women. And I thought it was a perfect example to bring to this to today's episode about the difference between the nice girl and the bitch. One of them was a nice girl. The second girl was an actual bitch in her own way. And then the third girl was the bitch like we're talking about in the book. So he had to choose between three women. The first girl laid it out from the beginning that she only wants him. He's everything for her, blah, 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 blah. She even cried when he wouldn't give her attention. She would cry about it. And she thought that that would show him how much she cares. The second girl, everything was going smoothly until she started to feel like he was pulling away, not pulling his weight. So instead of taking a step back, she confronted him but in ways that made him come off defensive. And after that, instead of giving it some time, the next day she came to him and she apologized for her behavior, for her attitude, which meant that she was not confident in herself that he would come back to her. So though in the beginning she was doing it all right, just like, you know, in the book, it tells you how to be proper bitch. 
she then showed her true colors in the way that she felt insecure about where they were at by coming at him, confronting him. And then she showed how much she wasn't confident in herself and in their relationship by apologizing the next day. It meant that she didn't trust her own word. And after that, he was off of her. And after that, guess what? She continued to pursue him. She thought he will remember what we had in the beginning and it will mean something to him. So she kept letting him know that she was interested. She believed that if I let him know I'm interested, then he will be ready for me because he needs to know I don't want to play games. I'm here. That was the second girl. Then the third girl continued to play cool. She was nice and polite until one day he still couldn't make up his mind between the three girls and she put her foot down and she didn't raise her voice. She didn't belittle him or put him down or make him get defensive like the second girl did. She was silent to gather her thoughts. And then she said in a very stern, calm way, you know what? I think I've given enough. I showed you exactly what I was about. I showed you my interest in you. I spent enough time with you. And at this point, I'm no longer interested in entertaining you if this is where your thoughts are. If this is how you feel, then you know what? You should probably go with the first girl and not with me because I know my worth and I think I'm worth someone that is sure about me. But thank you for the experience. And then that's it. He got so flustered. And then when he got flustered, she just started giggling. Suddenly she was sweet and nice again. You see, she was just very sure of herself. And then she wouldn't back down. She didn't give him the attention he was seeking that night. That night, guess what happened? He cried about her. And the next day, when it was time to choose between the three ladies, the other two validated his feelings again that they want him. And then the third one said nothing. So when he stood there trying to decide between those three women, he said one thing that really stuck a chord with me. He thanked the two first women and then to the third one, he said, I think you are the most warm-hearted woman here. He literally cried over her. <laughs> he said, I think you are the most warm-hearted woman here. I've learned so much from you. And I know that you don't need me and you will be okay without me. And then he said, which is why I choose you. Get that? Even though he knew and said, I know you don't need me and you will be okay without me. He still chose her because it's all about the chase. I know you don't need me, but deep down, I want you to need me. I know you don't need me, which means I will have freedom, but I know, but I don't want my freedom anymore because I want you to want me as much as I want you. That's what happened. And that was really good and interesting for me to watch that because it really separated the difference between a nice girl, a woman who acts like a bitch and a woman that's actually the quote-unquote bitch from the book, Why Men Love Bitches. And the whole show, this third woman carried herself with so much self-respect, which was why the man went forward and respected her as much as she respected herself. Because here's the thing, a bitch gives a man plenty of space so he doesn't fear being trapped in some cage. Because then he's going to set out to trap her in his cage instead. Men are clearly scared to death of losing control of their freedom. If a woman immediately acts as if she expects a man to behave like her serious boyfriend without much effort on his part, he's going to get scared and run away. He's going to start feeling like the magic is gone and he's going to feel suffocated. And the things that at first seem like pleasurable to him will seem like a chore, which is why the bitchier a woman is and more aloof she is, the more she appears as if she has less interest in taking away his freedom or locking him down. 
And that is what's going to attract the man to her. I mean, hello, you ever wonder why the men you're never interested in are the ones who won't stop chasing you? It's because no matter how old the man is, he will never give up the chase. Men are hunters. And like any hunting animal, they are more intrigued by conquering prey when it resists the predator. Most men are turned on by a bitch because it's a thrill to take down a powerful woman. Obviously in a good way, not in a bad way. If you give a man the appearance he has plenty of space, he will get him to drop his guard down. A man wants a woman who has a mind of her own. A man wants a woman who has an opinion. A man wants a woman who has a life of her own. He wants a woman that will assert herself and let him know whether she has that self-confidence about her or not. A man will fall in love with a woman when he feels like he's met his match. Kind of like the inferno example that I gave you. A man has to feel that you chose to be with him, not that you need to be with him. That is actually the attraction principle number 20 in the book in chapter two, which is literally the example that I gave you on singles inferno. A man must feel like you choose to be with him, not that you need to be with him. Only then a man will perceive you as an equal partner. The mere fact that the bitch can throw a little weight around or put him in his place once in a while will give him the impression that she does not need to be with him. She can stand on her own two feet. So instead of feeling as if he's lost his freedom, because it's the number one thing men are afraid of, he will feel as though he's gained a strong woman. So again, sex appeal is 50% what you got and 50% what people think you got. And when you act like a prize, you will turn him into a believer. So in conclusion, the difference between the bitch and the nice girl is that the nice girl will give herself too fast without seeing if there's even anything being reciprocated or if the man is giving her anything back. The bitch sits in her feminine energy. She allows things to come to her because she trusts herself. She believes in herself. She knows she's amazing. And it doesn't mean that every man you're going to meet is going to see how amazing you are and that if he walks away, that that means you did something wrong in the steps. No, it just means we've dealt the wrong ones faster and you didn't waste your time chasing a man that was never planning on putting any effort in the beginning. The bitch, not only does she not give her time or all of her personality, she also doesn't give her vagina in the beginning of dating. She allows the man to court her. She gives a little bit of herself and then she backs off so you can get excited by the chase. She's always nice. She's always polite. She always communicates when she doesn't like something. And she allows the man to be a man. She doesn't mother him. She doesn't cook for him. <laughs> she doesn't go down on him. After the second date, she lives in her own world and allows him to come and try to trap her in his little cage once he realizes that she's giving him space, she's giving him freedom. Eventually, when a man dates a quote-unquote bitch, a man who was always so desperate for freedom. When he meets that woman, the last thing he wants is freedom. He wants to be with her. He, he will give away his freedom. So that's the difference between the nice girl and the bitch. If you want and decide to become the bitch that you want to be today, then you can start doing that by focusing on yourself. Stop texting first. Stop planning the dates. Stop whining and complaining. When a man acts like an asshole, he knows that he's done something wrong. Show him your actions 
with silence. Men don't listen to confronting words, especially in the beginning, but men do listen to silence. You want to teach a man a lesson? Teach him that with silence, okay? You want a man to chase you? Take a step back and allow him to actually get to you. Anyway, besties, I hope today's episode helped you. Again, this was a lot of cliff notes from chapter two from the book, Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argov. If you want to dive in more into how to become a prize, then again, subscribe to my subscription podcast, which will have a whole dating university. And the first four episodes of the dating university will be all about how to become a prize, how to love yourself, how to become that dream girl If you're currently a doormat or if you're currently just a placeholder, if you're just a nice girl, it's 2024. We're done being nice girls. Okay. Love you besties. Bye.